Eleanor is an Arizona trash bag. Yep. Her words, not mine. Totally. Who once told me that her greatest accomplishment was breaking into Charles Barkley's house. <sighs> he was on the road. I snuck in through the doggy door, tried on all his giant shoes. One of my top five Christmases. L listen, the, the point is, Eleanor and I have nothing in common except that we both almost died and it made us want to be better people. This is my thesis idea. I will explore the effect of near-death experiences on ethical decision-making. I will get a group of people together who have had near-death experiences, ask them ethical questions, and see if there's any commonalities. That's great. Why are you yelling it at me? Because I need your help, you and your magic brain scan machine. Oh, of course, a joint study with the neuroscience department. We can use MRI mapping to see if a near-death experience alters brain function. There's something there, right? Definitely, I love this. Great. Also, I wanted to kiss you last night, but I chickened out, so I'm gonna kiss you now. Good, yes, I want that, please. Oh, sorry, Reginald. What were you saying? Um, that I can't come to class tomorrow because my grandma died? Oof. Real mood ruiner. Read the room, dude. Steven, I've been thinking a lot about what we're doing here, about the podcast, about what we've got going, and it's never been more clear to me that it's not working. Now, what's a pretty gal like you wasting her time thinking? I think we just have to throw it all out and do what's finally going to get us those sweet clicks. I think it's time that you and I become a really we edgy, pushy, alt-right, Alex Jones type show. What do you think? We can do it. I can yell. We don't believe any of it, but it's so clear that that's what's getting the clicks on the internet, on the X's these days. So what do yeah, you think? Yeah, let me what's just throw be... an American flag behind me and throw on a cap. I want to start using an... What's the one guy who yells about the frogs? Is that Alex Jones? Yeah. I'm going to start talking like this and the Saint Rush Limbaugh, may he rest in peace. <laughs> What are we angry day. about in the in the woke mind virus crowd? Now, have you seen days? this? Have you tell? Have you seen this? Did you know that they've got biologics that they're not giving to us? <laughs> Put it in my hand. Pump I want to see shit. the alien. We're trying to I get that it. Joe Rogan Spotify money. Mm -hmm. What's the topic? What's our our grabby thing that we're really angry about? It needs to be something really really stupid. Um, it is poisoning the minds of our youth. What is that? They paint the it largest mass right. on Earth. You're so as true. blue. Oh my God! You're so right. Left agenda. All the proteins they're putting in the Lay's potato chips are <laughs> teaching our kids how to be tolerant of other races. It's the microplastics there. I don't know. That's the riff I got. Sorry, guys. I'm full of microplastics. Welcome, everyone, to Into the Time Knife, a good place where you watch podcast. We will never do that unless the, the feedback is that we should and you'll pay money yeah, for it. Yeah, if you guys like that. Because I'll... you sure as shit aren't paying money for this. Welcome to the show, everyone. I'm Zach Pizzazz. Nice. I'm Steven, and I'm soups interested in what you've got going on. We're here to talk about... Oh, I'll cut it out so I didn't talk over you, and it'll seem No, seamless. leave it in. Let everyone know that you talked over me, Zach. They're so surprised. Oh, my God. <laughs> what, a, what a shocking development. 
<laughs> Welcome. We're talking about the second half of the season three premiered this week. It's crazy. We're beginning our descent down the good place mountaintop, aren't we? Wow. The peak of Michael's teat. But of course, we couldn't do this or anything without shouting out the people who do pay for this. Those are our $10 and up patrons over at patreon.com slash can't disappoint podcast. I almost thought that was wrong for a second because this is a different show. It's not. That's what it is. Question everything. Patreon.com slash can't disappoint podcast. Of course, those people are. This time, I'm not going to say Mary Baker Budisa first, even though I just did. I'm going to say Danny M. Lugo first, who just celebrated a very special day. Happy birthday, Danny. Did you forget to get a gift? Did you forget to say anything on the day? Is this you make you have to make up for it big time? I have Let's to make up. So, Danny, I know that on your birthday we were supposed to spend, you know, the morning and afternoon together before you had to go and do work related things. I'm sorry that I was just covered head to toe in honey. I was really hungry the night before, but you know I'm intermittent fasting. I couldn't eat, so I thought next best thing, I'll cover <laughs> myself in it so it gets absorbed into my skin. Yeah. Apparently, honey very thick, very thick, <laughs> uh, did not go through my pores. I was a sticky Interesting mess. Interesting choice, honey. Yeah. Hey, you use what you have. I have honey. <laughs> and tons of it, Tons. Apparently. Less now. Okay. Considerably less now. But uh, to make it up to you, I will be um covering you head to toe and honey so that right, we can be so a couple of sticky those patrons are danny m lugo mary baker budisa and justin fortier we love these people very very much and we'd love to add your name to that list or starting at five dollars you can be one of the nameless patrons as so many but are you can Patreon. hear us and see us disappoint say podcast. your name on the internet that's cool right people pay hundreds nice. of dollars dollar. to have a streamer say their name once maybe if they get to the super chat right we we you we'll do we'll so much more for to so hear less. your name at least four times yes agreed i agree I, that's what i've been saying you know how $10 are you this week, for four times saying your name where else can you get that kind of deal i'm glad to be hanging out with you it's been a day less than it normally is when we get together and have a little and rap God session, does you it and me. feel like it. But I'm excited. It always puts me in a bright, chipper, goofy, riffy, bitty mood to be in your presence. Ooh, goofy, riffy, bitty. I like that. How are you feeling? Real gritty, real snap, bitty? And pop. Or are you feeling a little shitty? I'm feeling a little bitty today. You are. You what know, does that mean? I guess we'll find out. Yeah. Kind of want to nibble you. Kind of want to, I don't know. I guess just that. Well, if you want to see Steven cover me in honey mm-hmm. and nibble me, yeah. once that intermittent fasting clock strikes, <laughs> whatever your time is, <laughs> patreon.com slash can't disappoint podcast. It's the only place to hear us talk about every episode of That 70s Show, which is a crazy behemoth main podcast type undertaking. It's it a f- pretty much a full hour long podcast just about every week so far. Uh, it's been a lot of fun. Go check it out. Patreon.com slash can't disappoint podcast. Steven, was there anything you'd like to mention? Did anything happen to you that you feel is worth mentioning this week? Hmm. It doesn't seem like it. Drawn zeros. That extra day spent oh, apart would have really fueled our. For some reason, uh-huh. my anime weeklies didn't air this week, and I don't like that. You're Your not affected by the. Because you don't know what to do with after. yourself. Yeah, I guess the most exciting thing that happened to me this week, Zach, mm-hmm. that's not like work related, was I got invited to the closed beta of EA Sports Football Club 24, 
the first in the franchise not called FIFA, at least in a very, very long time. So I've been playing a little bit of that. I've never cared less about <laughs> I something know. you've said. Is it fun? I know. Is it buggy since you get it early? Honestly, not buggy at all. It runs really smooth. Okay. It's been fun. It's FIFA, though, so it's like the same game as last year, but they've at least updated the UI so it looks different, and the, there's some different, you know, mechanics smoothness. They they tried their best to make an actual new game, so that's cool, I guess. Well, that's speaking of, of, of me, mm-hmm. um, I watched the series finale of Better Call Saul, and absolutely adored it. I think it is in this totally different way than how Breaking Bad ended is the perfect, most satisfying ending to the character study that it was at the end. It, it perfectly told the ending of both Jimmy McGill and Better Call Saul's story and Breaking Bad and the story of Albuquerque as it was affected by Walter White's meth domination. Great Do series think- finale. That in an alternate universe where everything is food, there's a television mm-hmm. program called Butter Call Salt. Well, if everything's food, I think salt is. I don't think the main character would be salt. Maybe I like the butter riff. Mm-hmm. Better call Salmon. Be better call He's Sal, saying... which means salt in Spanish. Yeah, sure. I think in the food universe that would happen. I want to do. A podcast. I want that to be our next podcast. Really you want to do a podcast? We can do a podcast, Zach. Let's do one right now. Butter call salt. That's a good idea. You know, sometimes I just feel like when we're talking to each other and we would never record it. We just riff. Mm-hmm. We just bit. We talk intricately about an episode of television together. I yeah. feel like one of these days we should record it. Um, editor's note, Zach doesn't know that I record him every week. I just send him audio that he edits. I don't think he listens. I think he just trims out the dead space. If we were going to do that, we should definitely add a lot of commercials. A ton yeah. of commercials. Mm-hmm. Is that you cueing me to do a fake commercial? I'd love it. I'd love you to okay. do a fake commercial. Are you tired of all the times that you're drinking a Sprite and it's just too bubbly for you? Huh? Are you? Well, yeah, me oh, too. I don't want to burp. I don't want to relieve my stomach, you know, stuff. I want flavorless liquid in a Sprite bottle. Well, I present to you filling a Sprite bottle with tap water. Brought to you by not Sprite. So if you're thirsty and you're just sick of all those Sprite bubbles, pour it down the drain Twist that tap Steven and fill up that bad boy. just did one of those things in a movie where they're like, what's your name? And they have to come up with a fake name and they're like, Wall Doorknob. My name's Wally Doorknob. <laughs> Steven, we play so many improv games and you looked at what was in front of you and did a com- You could have, I thought at the beginning, I thought you were going to do like flat Sprite is the commercial, but no, it, you mm-hmm. took it so literally. Yeah. Water in a Sprite bottle. Give it a try. Everyone will think you're drinking Sprite, but they won't know. You're not going to burp later. Use access code Zach Pruitt and Stephen Baker. Endorse this product as courtesy of Can't Disappoint Podcast, a podcasting empire co-anchored by industry-leading Zach Pruitt and Stephen Baker. 24 for 25 cents off your first 19 bottles of, of water and with a Sprite label. Buy 25, get one 25% uh, off. Hi there. Let's talk about The Good Place. We're here to talk about Season 3, Episode 2. Season 3, Episode 1, Part 2, 
Chapter 28, Everything is Bonzer, Part 2. Last week, in case you missed it, we dove real deep into the first half of Everything is Bonzer, and today we're going to do the same with the second half. A lot happens. We get the full story as it affects Tahani and Jason, and we get the whole gang together for a big cliffhanger at the end, and we're going to talk all about it today. Steven, are you excited? Uh, Zach, I'm going to address the elephant in the room. Oh shit! There is an elephant in the room, and I hadn't I hadn't noticed. <laughs> yeah, Dangerous. hello. We get that guy Nigel. out of here. Let's let's shoo him out. So last season, you and I had a bit of a tiff. Did we? About my perception of how the episodes are numbered and yours. And here I am uh, because I I last season labeled the two part premiere both episode one and then parts one and two because that was my understanding of what they are, and you separated them into episode one and episode two. Yep. Here I was last night thinking, you know what? Zach has a point. That makes sense. I'm listening. I'm going to I'm going to label this correctly cuz yeah. this is the way that watching this makes total sense to me. Realize today, same thing I did last season. You're wrong. Because you think this episode is not an episode. It's half of an episode. This is episode 1 part 2. I think much more than the second season premiere, which had I believe Pretty different directing and writing credits mm-hmm. in part one and part two. The only difference in, in this premiere between part one and part two is that Michael Schur has a co-writing credit on part one. Otherwise, they're both directed by Dean Holland and they're both written by Jen Statsky. It feels like season two, they were ordered 13 episodes and they mm-hmm. were like, hey, we have this idea. Can we produce two of them as a two-half episode and put it out on the same night they said sure then this season it seems like that's now the standard and mm-hmm. that they just produced it as one episode always intended to air together i still feel like for podcasting's sake it is very worth separating them into two parts sure but i hear your your argument sure i guess i thought because this was to about me this right. podcast is on part two of episode one okay well it really doesn't matter what you think because the episode titles of the podcast are just chapter number colon episode Exactly. Title. It's the chapter number. I agree. Yeah. Uh, let's move on. This episode was directed by Dean Holland. Previously, he directed Someone Like, like Me as a member. Holland. Yep. You remember this from last week, don't mm-hmm. you? It's been six days and we're doing it again. Mindy St. Clair, The Trolley Problem, Janet and Michael, The Burrito, Everything is Bonzer Part 1. And later this season, he directs his final episode of the series, which is called Don't Let the Good Life Pass You By. This episode was written solely by Jen Statsky, who previously wrote the episode Someone Like Me as a Member, Mindy St. Clair with Megan Amram. A little bit of crossover, like Dean Holland-directed episodes written by Jen Statsky. Aww. Jen Statsky also wrote Everything is Great Part 1, Rhonda, Diana, Jake, and Trent with Dan Schofield, Everything is Bonzer Part 1 with Michael Schur, and in the future writes this season's finale Pandemonium with Megan Amram, and the anti-penultimate or That's penultimate episode saying. of the series, Mondays Am I Right? This episode of The Good Place originally aired along with the first half of the episode on September 27th, 2018. So this week is going to be a week of talking about number twos in the box office and album charts. Wasn't last week already a number two? No. Last week, we talked about the number one movie, A House with a Clock in Its Walls. Yeah, never heard of it. Starring Starring Jack Jack Black Black and Kate Blanchett. Kate Blanchett. Which I saw in the theater. Yeah, why? (laughs) This week, we're talking about a number two movie, 
mm-hmm. that I also saw in the theater. Ooh, and I also hero. feel the same why about, even more so. I remember not liking this movie very much. Ooh. This movie is a girl power movie directed by a man that stars Anna Kendrick and Blake Lively. What the fuck? Uh, Pitch Perfect 3? No, it's called A Simple Favor. Never heard of that in my life. Saw in the theater, not a fan. A Simple Favor, directed by Paul Feig, who did a lot of the comedies like like Ghostbusters 2016 and Bridesmaids. What Uh, did you say? The what guy? (laughs) Hot Fuzz. That's Simon Pegg. Yeah, not the same. Rotten Tomatoes. I haven't seen Bridesmaids. People don't like that movie. Don't know much much about it. People do like Bridesmaids, I think. Bridesmaids is a classic. Yeah, people I know don't like it. No, Bridesmaids is, is great. I'll watch it and be the It's the female myself. counterpart to The Hangover, and it's definitely yeah. much better than The Hangover. Mm. I've That's heard a good movie. Reviews. I think you'd like Bridesmaids. Why do I'll you not think you would like Bridesmaids? What do you... These people I've never heard I'm about. A, I'm a, I'm Who's a, talking names. to you about Bridesmaids? Okay. My mom hates bridesmaids danny Why? doesn't like bridesmaids i don't know they don't think well these funny. are clearly two people that ha- look at have how terrible taste financially <laughs> support this podcast every month. these people have a horrible taste <laughs> name me any other person and i'll start listening. <laughs> a simple favor you don't know this movie i didn't like it very much what do you think the critics on rotten tomatoes gave it it was the number two movie on september 27th 2018 uh well if the main characters are women then the rotten tomatoes Critics clearly ripped it to shreds. Uh, can we give it a thirty-two percent fresh? That would be a, th- a rotten score, not a fresh. Yeah, thirty-two percent freshness level. It is much higher. Oh, seventy-nine percent fresh. It's even higher. The critics are at eighty-four percent on a simple. Wow! Favorite. Does that movie pass the Bechdel test? No, I think the movie is about one of them, like cons the other one into sleeping with their husband or something that's the simple favor don't have to ask me twice <laughs> simple favor uh rotten tomatoes audience score do you think it's higher or lower than the critics at 84 percent? lower it is lower how much lower do you think it is 69 it's a little higher levels. 72 really close it's 73 percent Ooh, maybe next time maybe next time so translating that to letterboxd i have gotten that mm-hmm. to a percentage out of 100 based on the letterboxd audience score rotten tomatoes had critics at 84 percent and the audience at 73 percent so still fairly high on this movie mm-hmm. that i don't think really has stood any test of time personally what do you think letterboxd thinks of it higher or lower than those scores or about the same what do you think i think close but a little lower is it a 70 it's a little bit lower than that 65 really close this is the day of steven being one off ah 66 Ooh, awful 64. awful choice 64 percent from the letterbox mm. community interesting or a simple favor let's talk about the number two album it was tough for me compared to other weeks actually to get a clear snapshot of the billboard hot 200 from this week there's oh, a clear why? publication of the I forget what the number one album was last week, actually. (laughs) Oh, Egypt Station by Paul McCartney. Uh There was a clear documentation of that. It was hard for me to find the actual chart to get to number two. In my best recollection of what I can see, where someone was like, Egypt Station number one, this is what followed it up Mm -hmm. by. So I imagine that is this week. This is a surprise drop album from an aging icon of sorts. Surprise drop. Someone who's done this a lot, surprise drop something, as as of late. Okay. We've talked about him on this show before. This isn't, haters gonna say it's fake. Who is that? 
But it's real. Justin Timberlake? No. Okay. Oh, like more aging than that. Like actually aging. Not old like Paul McCartney, but older than Justin Timberlake. Mmm. It's not Lionel Richie. No, younger. Whiter. Oh, not Jack White. Older, I think. Um, Maybe not. Wrong genre. I'm, I'm not leading you there. We've talked about this man's diarrhea before. Diarrhea. You know, because he has a lot of, a lot of booty. Heavy duty like oh, diarrhea. No, not Eminem. Yes, it's an Eminem surprise drop album. Do you have a, a guess of what that uh, would maybe Renegade? Be? Is that this one? No, but I think you are thinking of the right one. It's Kamikaze. Kill Shot? Kamikaze. It's the one that has. No, Kill Shot was his uh, Machine Gun Kelly distro. Wasn't that on this? Because I feel like Kamikaze. No, I think was that was a, just its own thing. Was a whole diss album. Yeah, because nobody liked the last album that we talked Kamikaze about. Kamikaze was much better than. Revival, which Revival. came out. Several months before this, yeah, yeah. Pitchfork out of ten, I I actually don't hate Kamikaze. Sure. What do you think, Pitchfork? Pitchfork six point four. It's lower. Mm, five point seven. It's a little bit lower. It's a five point oh from Pitchfork. Wow, for that's Kamikaze, fair. right down the middle. Rate your music, the online community mm-hmm. where anybody can go rate an album. We've also got out of ten, but they do go to the hundredth sometimes. What do you think Rate Your Music gave it, higher or lower than Pitchfork? Higher? At five. You are incorrect. It is lower. What do you think the score is? 4.24. No, we've got a 3.8 for Kamikaze. It's a little surprising because I remember it dropping and people being like, the last one was such a piece of shit that this one's pretty good. But it doesn't seem like that's really the general consensus Mm -hmm. is that it's another mid-late. Eminem output. And this is around the time that I stopped listening. Maybe yeah. I listened to the next one, but I haven't listened to anything in a while and I don't uh, feel like I'm missing out on anything. No, I don't think so. He just does the like fast rapping. I feel like it's, it's just a joke now. Well, speaking of something that's pretty much just a joke now, let's move on <laughs> to one of my favorite segments of the week. Everybody, it's time to find out conclusively for Everything is Bonds or Part 2. Did Steven watch the episode episode this this week? week. You're going to have 20 seconds to recap the second half of Everything is Bonzer. You can totally throw away everything that happened in Part 1. I don't need you to set up anything from Part 1. I need a recap of Part 2. You can do whatever you want, but I won't feel miffed if your 20 seconds doesn't include a recap of something that we've already talked about. Okay. You know what, Zach? I think I might be able to do all right. I hope so. I think it could go your way if you nail a handful of things. Okay. How are you feeling? Are you ready? I think I can do it, Zach. I think I, I... You know what? Believe in myself! I don't know about that, but... I'm gonna count down and on go. You're free to begin. Anything is possible! Let's do it. Three, two, one, go. Michael's gotta get Jason and Tahani to Australia. Tahani, after her sister saved her life, changed everything and studied to be a monk but then she got back into fame until she felt guilty and made it to australia jason on the other hand tried to turn his dance crew around and they competed and lost competed and lost so they turned back to crime he got arrested then bailed Stop. out you could have done so much better than that yeah i could have camilla did not you said camilla saved Tahani. i Ever- had goddamn air quotes zach 
I had motherfucking air quotes. If you roll the goddamn tape back, YouTube's gonna see it. Well, I, I did was air looking quotes. at the stopwatch to keep track of time. I did not see you do that. I will trust you if you say that. Mm-hmm. I did air quotes. What I didn't get was obviously Jason getting to Australia. I didn't mm-hmm. get the close call with the judge with mm-hmm. Michael and Janet. And I also yeah. didn't get the ending or any sense of Sean kind of breathing down Michael's neck and figuring sure. out his way into the situation. Did so I think that's going to be, I mean, compared to the faith in you, you had before, I'm going to say a C plus, which I think okay. is kind of what you've been doing lately. It's just a well, joke. It's not real. It doesn't matter. How do you feel? Do you feel shamed? I think you should, you should have done better. I think I did my best. I don't think that's true at all i think Let's i did trivia. my best with the lack of considerate preparation done for these segments i've got i think eight questions for you this week i've got 12 for you Zachary. you've been killing it lately why mm-hmm. why are you punishing me <laughs> i don't know <laughs> i think i'm slightly more cognizant when watching the episode lately that's good kick it off mm-hmm. what addition of the nicomachean ethics was eleanor reading Aristotle. Whoa. What edition? Mm-hmm. Third. Ooh. Close. Second edition. Okay. Give me one more. Where did Eleanor think Chidi and Simone would kiss? <laughs> In the MRI machine talking about Plato? Yes. Reading Plato? Reading Plato. Mm-hmm. Who is in Simone's office when Chidi and Eleanor come in with an idea? Is his name Harold? Nope. Nigel? No. Cameron? It does have a just sound in the middle of it. J- Richard? Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, Reginald. It's Reginald. Reginald. I was close. Mm, you were on the track, but you were not close. Rigeld? 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 Richard. That's what it was. Richard. Like Richard. How long after it was posted did Tahani arrive in Australia? How long after it was posted? After the uh, experiment was posted, did Tahani arrive in Australia? The next day. No. Three, Three weeks. weeks. I won't give that to me, but I was about to say you, it. You, I were, saw you the, did say I saw it, the, yeah. The, gave it away. When Chidi staples his poster to a board for the experiment, what else can be seen on the poster board? Do you remember anything? The only thing I remember was thinking... Why it was LGBTIQ. Mm-hmm. There was like a, was it like a dance or like a concert or an open Movie mic? night. LGBTIQ movie night. Mm-hmm. I haven't seen the I before the Q before. No, it's usually QIA plus. Mm-hmm. And these days, the kids the alphabet army. Crumbs or that's why, that's the coolest worst name to try and make someone sound like inferior i've ever heard don't call somebody the alphabet army that sounds badass (laughs) with the power of s i reign supreme well what if i choose to identify as a cuban sandwich that's what these kids want the liberal uh hive mind well if love is love well i love a woman how does that make you feel huh (laughs) I, a man, I uh, love a wo- How do you think that works? A sketch of a guy, just like a sketch of a guy's nice. face. And also a poster that said, every criminal deserves a third chance. Nice. Yeah. It's very Australia. Because their second chance was Australia, so. Mm-hmm. 
Australia's kind of fucked up. They they literally took a place that had people, mm-hmm. and England was like, "Yeah, we're gonna send all our criminals here. Uh, <laughs> I have think Australia fun." Is neat. Yeah, it's wild that that's how it is. Like how that's it fucked up for the Aboriginal peoples. Crikey. It's, it's like what the f- <laughs> <laughs> like? Why are there so much crime all of a sudden? Uh, who does Tahani donate all her belongings to, and why? Uh, Prince William, because he married a commoner. Mm-hmm. I mean, goodwill. Yeah, what's the commoner's name, Zach? You got that for for bonus? Prince William. Isn't that Meghan Markle? You don't know shit, Zach. I don't, don't give know a, anything. I openly you don't do know not give anything a fuck. Is that the other the one? Is that Miss Suits? That's Meghan Markle is is Miss is Suits. Suits. Yes. Okay. Then no, I don't now know. Now on Netflix. Who is it? We're looking for Kate Middleton. They didn't say that on the show. You don't know who the goddamn Duchess of York I know that is, you name ignorant now. slut. I don't care. I don't. To I the could, throne. If you put a gun to my head, I couldn't tell you my mother's birthday. <laughs> You're kidding. I know the month. Okay, next question. I think it's my turn. You didn't watch both royal weddings on TV. You suck. Why would that make me know my mom's birthday? Because <laughs> they talked about Connie? it a lot. Like a and a special happy birthday message to Connie Pruitt from Anderson, Indiana. Uh-huh. We know it's your special day as much as <laughs> it is theirs. <laughs> what contacts are spoken aloud by Tahani as she deletes them? And can you name any that show on her phone? Okay, so I sorry, also I was trying to make sure I couldn't down. see it. I have what she said out loud. I'm gonna try to remember my best. So it was Bono, the Edge, and the Edge's real phone number that not even Bono has. That's what she said out loud. Did you see any of the ones um, written down? It was like The Rock. Yes. Tilda Swinton. Uh huh. Timothy Chalamet. No, I think this was pre Shally. This is pre Shally. Pre Shalsbury steak. I don't know. I, I only saw The Rock and was like, oh, that'd be a fuck up question. Okay, if I wrote we've got that. from top to bottom Taika mm-hmm. Waititi. Nice. Love Taika Waititi. Taylor Swift, The Queen, That's fair. The Rock, Tom York from Radiohead. Nice. Tilda right. Swinton, Tiger Woods, nice. Tim Hot. Cook, Tim Apple. Yeah. Tim Gunn, mm-hmm. Tom Brady. That's fair. You know, Tahani was almost in 80 for Brady, but the old age makeup just wouldn't apply to her perfect skin. Did not. Also, Tom Cruise. Once she deletes a couple names, Tom Cruise pops up. Tom Cruise pops up? Nice. Yep. What type of flight did Tahani take? Comfort Plus. Mm Mm-hmm. Who are the guests on Tahani's cruise? Oh, I think I had that one, too. It was um, one of them chopper girls. Uh, Deepka? That's close. And then, uh, not a Will girl, not related to, I don't, not who you're thinking. Deepak Chopra. That's not, Deepak Chopra is like a spiritual icon person. I know. Not related one to them, them Priyanka Chopra Jonas. One of them, one of them Chopra girls. No relation. I think you might just be <laughs> racist. Do you remember what the other one is or did you just look at it? I said Will I Am. Oh, you did. Okay. Mm-hmm. I trust you. What can you Google to find Gordon Indigo? <laughs> Crystals that prevent erectile dysfunction. Yes. <laughs> What does the license plate say on the car that's been exploded? It's a Toyota. It's a 98 Toyota Tercel. Twin pythons on both sides. <laughs> what did the license, license plate say? Go Jags. Got MILF? Got MILF. Fuck. That's what it was. Yeah, that's funny. How long ago did Jason's year start? 
<laughs> st- well, it started about a year ago. <laughs> that made me laugh so hard that I had to make it a question. And then at the end of it, when he's like, and then I met this guy, Zach Pizzazz, and I started it's telling it. him about my year, which started a year ago. A he's year like, I ago. got it. We're here. That's me. <laughs> what other groups or entities did Dance Dance Resolution lose to? I don't remember any of the names, but there's some funny ones. Do you remember the joke at the end? It's like, suck my butt. Uh, no one, one due to name. violence. Yeah, I wrote that down as part of it. They lost <laughs> to Panther Blood. Nice. They lost to Suck Monster. Suck Monster. And they lost to nobody because all teams have been disqualified <laughs> due to violence. You have 40 people. The limit was eight. <laughs> what is Jason's legacy? This might be my next question if you worded it differently. When he's mm. like, if I died today, what are my accomplishments? And then they list two mm-hmm. things. Is that what you're thinking of? Yeah. That he wheelied over a whole Waffle House or through a whole Waffle House. And on a dirt bike, yes. On a dirt bike, yes. Mm-hmm. And he... <laughs> oh, he was interviewed because he saw a foot on the beach. On yes, the news. interviewed on the news for finding a foot on the beach. So that was my question before last. I have one left for mm-hmm. you. I'll go ahead and give it to you. What Hit me with it. What show does Janet recommend that the judge check out? Oh, according to the private thoughts of seven Many million Many Caucasian women. Earth, yes. Mark Harmon's especially sexy in, is it Heart Never to heard Heart? heard of this show. What do you say? Heart to Heart, is that what it's called? No, no. it's called Stealing Home. Stealing Home. I wonder yeah, if it's about baseball. One. Maybe. That would make sense. That's my last question. You got any more? I've got two more for you. How many episodes of NCIS did the judge binge? 300. Yes. And who would ever be scared of Santa Claus? I didn't get this joke. The Jewish because of Hanukkah? Is it that simple? Maybe. I think it is that simple. Because they don't celebrate Christmas? Yeah. It's got to be, right? Yeah. Can't be deeper than that. But it's the Jewish. The Jews. Mm -hmm. Jewish is what they say in the show to not be derogatory, Zach. Was I being derogatory? I don't mind. I don't know. I'm not Jewish. They're fine. <laughs> I don't know. I've got a problem with them. I've got beefs with other peoples. <laughs> <laughs> Your qualms with them can wait. They're fine. I'll allow it. <laughs> That's the trivia. Let's talk about the episode as its own episode, if we're going to do that for the next hour. How do you think part two stands as its own episode, and how do you think it stands both as a wrap-up and continuation of part one? I think it definitely feels like the next part of this, which feels like the third part of this, because mm-hmm. we get so much of it in the finale, so it's really like a three-part or situation. Like part two and a half, kind of. Yeah, and even this doesn't resolve anything at the end. It just sets up another thing. So it definitely, mm-hmm. I think, feels like we're getting more story. We're getting the blanks filled in of what people have been doing during this time, because everything is concurrent. I like it. I like the Tahani stuff a lot. I think the Jason stuff is funny enough. You know, the way that you're saying that already brings up a point of mine. Why is the Jason part not fucking hilarious? Yeah. There's some really funny bits, but why is it not laugh, laugh, laugh? Mm -hmm. It should be. It should be. That's when you can get so silly because it's Florida. And like you've already like decided we're going to make those jokes. But yeah, I like the moment where Ellen's like, you're from Florida? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. (laughs) Um... I don't know. I like this episode. It just very much to me feels like a continuation and a bridge to the next piece and not in an exciting way, I guess. I don't know. I, agree. I don't dislike I'm not going to be a negative Nelly because while I'm watching this episode, I like pretty much everything it gives to yeah. me. Yeah. 
But when I think a little bit deeper about it, which is what we do here. That's where I'm at with it. I've probably spoken lightly on remembering season three and four being like not a huge step down or anything, but mm-hmm. being not as favorite as the jaw dropping seasons one and two. Right. Yeah. And I kind of went into it these last couple weeks remembering, well, I've only seen season three once, so I'm positive. I'm going to like it more mm-hmm. re diving into it. And I'm sure I will, but diving back into these first two episodes is reminding me a lot of how I felt when I first watched the show way more than it feels like this in the second season. I'm thinking, where are we going with this? These characters have to meet each other for the first time for the third time. I mean, Mm -hmm. way more than the third time, but the third definitive storyline time for us. I have faith in the show, obviously, but without remembering exactly what happens in season three, I feel like this episode doesn't set up the larger story in an exciting enough way compared to the rest of the show. I feel like the Trevor reveal at the end is like a good part one reveal at the end, Mm -hmm. but we need to have some big, someone find something out. I I don't know. It, It just watching this and remembering how I felt for the first time, it kind of feels like, are they going to do this for a whole season? Yeah. Are they going to be alive for a whole season, even more than it felt in season two? Mm-hmm. And I'm just not sure. I really like the episode, of course. The writing's great. The acting's great. Um, there's a lot of good stuff. It continues off of part one really well. But, like, we've seen the introduction of the four one at a time in so many different contexts. And I don't know that this episode, especially when we mention, sure, the Tahani stuff is great, but the Jason stuff is not the funniest Jason stuff we've seen by a mile, no. even in episodes where Jason's just in the background. Uh, I don't know if this episode does any big wow moments to make me feel like, wow, the good place is back and nothing. That's my big issue is like, even if watching parts one and two together in one run, there's not a big other than when Eleanor first gets to Australia. I feel like Tahani's arrival, you get the backstory. You're like, oh, yeah, the rest of them show up. Yeah. And Jason kind of gets there and ends. Yeah, and we don't even really get any time, and this is intentional, but we don't get any time where it's like, ah, the four of them are back together. There's no, like, moment we've done that it you before. feel the fun. And not while mm-hmm. they're back alive, but we've done it with their memory wipe before, having to watch them get to know each other when we already know what we know. There are a couple of small moments that I think are clever that I'll mention. I do not mm-hmm. think this is a bad episode. I just no. don't think it is a properly awesome and exciting and enticing season premiere. That's one of the things that I think does a favor splitting this up in half. I think I liked it better watching it as two halves instead mm. of because I really one liked the thing. first half. I think if I watched the whole thing, I would have come to the podcast being like, yeah, it was good, but I don't know. I feel yeah. like it, it helped that I split up the two. Do you have anything you want to say before we dive in or do you want to see no, let's, let's what we find out diving into this one? The episode starts off where we kick off part two with Eleanor and Chidi in his office, Eleanor's arriving for a philosophy class, but asks about Chidi's date with Simone. I remember saying last week, oh, next part, I'm sure we get to see Chidi and Simone's date. We don't get to see it. Mm-mm. I think that's maybe one of the things that hurts part two is that it's all of the explanation to why everyone is where they are and none of the added new characters, new dynamics, new developments, new bits that part one had. Because the one scene we get with Simone in this, she shines. She, and she's yes. so funny. And she's so excited and she like, jumps off the screen. Yes. And it's not just because but the that's episode the needs thing, more Zach, of her. But that's the thing, Zach, is if we get the Simone Cheaty date, we don't have time for all of Jason and Tahani's stuff. 
That's true. And then we have to split into another episode of getting that's them true. all there, and that's too much. Well, then maybe the date shouldn't have happened yet. Maybe they should have still been talking about the date that's coming up. I agree. Okay. Chidi went on the date and was too chicken to do anything. Well, first Chidi says, thank you for bullying me into asking her out, which is cute. Mm -hmm. And Eleanor feels like she understands how she helped because of her understanding of virtue ethics. And we're totally back to a version of Eleanor that kind of gets it, but does not really get it. And Chidi calls that out right away. And he tells her that the date, I think he says the date was very chaste. So the date was chaste. Yes. There was no kiss or anything. Like chastity belt. That's where that root comes from. Chidi's saying For that those who don't was... know, I'm not assuming you don't know Zach. I, I know. think you have a fair grasp on the English I didn't language, know. but Oh, I know everything about chastity belts. Do you want to see? <laughs> Do you want to see my, my Zach's thigh? got two, one for the front, it's one for thick. the back. It's too small. It hurts. <laughs> <laughs> Chidi says it in like a nice, like, oh, it was great. Nothing happened, no kiss. But Eleanor, because she's her and she can pick up on these things realizes that, of course, Chidi chickened out, and it's because he's nervous. Eleanor knows Simone well enough to know that she would have wanted a kiss from Chidi, or she would have wanted more just based off of their interaction in the first half when she got the information out of Simone about her having feelings for Chidi, kind of, right? Are you a kiss on the first date, girly, Zach? As an adult, sure, if it goes, if it's fun. Not if kissing is fun, if the date was fun, if we're vibing off of each other at the goodbye, and there's like that, I want to hang out a little bit more. Mm-hmm. But I think I am gentlemanly enough to be a kiss on the first date, girly, and we'll leave more for a later day. Aw, how chaste of you. <laughs> There's something so magical about first touches, like yeah, first handholds, first kiss, first hugs, first like closeness. I'm yeah. not in any hurry. To, I remember I the first time I like smacked that little white right. ass. <laughs> <laughs> I remember the noise. I I hear an echo in my skull every night as I try to So Eleanor, this is one of the moments that I really like that has the even though these two characters barely know each other, they know each other so well. When Eleanor touches Chidi's shoulder and mm-hmm. says to him something like, I'm sure since you're both nerds, your first kiss is going to be talking about Plato and, and an MRI. I thought the touch of Chidi's shoulder, the comfort, the eye contact, it felt very, their souls are connected. Yeah. Even though they aren't at all yet. And I thought that was a really nice moment. One of the moments in the episode that really stood out to me. And Eleanor mentioning the Plato and the MRI thing gives Chidi an idea. And this is the scene you were mentioning. Chidi and mm-hmm. Eleanor burst into Simone's office. And Chidi is right into his, because he's a one-track decided mind yeah. when he has an idea. Simone, what's the one thing Eleanor and I have in common? You both have a complete disregard for my office hours. Sorry, Reginald. Oh, no worries. <laughs> Pan over to <laughs> Reginald. <laughs> That's the type of joke that I, I've seen a lot of things do really well, where mm-hmm. burst into room, I'm doing something, there's actually someone here right now. Yeah. Like, <laughs> I think of a scene in Friends where Rachel goes to see her orthodontist almost husband. Yes. And he has, like, a little kid. And I feel like that's just a comedy thing, when they're like, yeah, something funny. over here is going on. And I think this does it really, really well. I agree. Nice callback from that Friends scene. That is a really good example of that. Thank you. Chidi goes on about Eleanor being so different from him, an Arizona trash bag, in her words, he says. 
and, and talks about how Eleanor says her greatest accomplishment was sneaking into Charles Barkley's house. <laughs> she talks about trying on all his big shoes and how it was one of her top five Christmases is what she says, which is super That's funny. so funny. Why was she breaking into Charles Barkley's house on Christmas? But Chidi goes on to explain the only thing that they truly have in common, what's linking them together, is that they both had near-death experiences that have gone on to change their decision-making, to change their idea of the type of person they should be. And Chidi wants to take that and then use Simone's fancy machine, I forget exactly how he describes it, to see if Mm -hmm. there's science behind that, if going through a near-death experience affects the way you go about life physically mm-hmm. in your brain makeup i think it, that's actually a really interesting idea and if we are going to do this them back on earth arc i think that's a good way to spend it to yeah. get this group of people together because they had near-death experiences and to get involved with the science of what that means i think that's neat and it's a good way to keep simone folded into the group as well without feeling out of place mm-hmm. i agree i think that it is a very believable setup I think that it's one that's different than maybe what we would have expected is the reason why they would all get together. And I like where they go with it. I like it quite a bit. And Chidi's so excited about it. And afterwards, Simone's like, that's great. Why are you yelling it at me? (laughs) Which I thought was also very funny. (laughs) Mm -hmm. But when Chidi explains a little further, that sparks Simone's ideas too. And she gets up and is very excited. And Chidi and Simone come up with the plan to work together on this, to use both of their resources. And during this, Chidi, it is, like I just mentioned, Chidi... When he is on a roll, all mm-hmm. of his anxieties fade and turn to confidence. I feel like yeah. I can relate to that in a way totally. as well. In that, he's able to say, I wanted to kiss you last night, and I think I w- I'm going to kiss you right now. Right? Is that okay? She says, yes, I would like that. And they kiss, and it's really sweet. And it's actually a, the way that the show, I'm already, <laughs> a couple of minutes ago, we were like, I don't know about this one. And here <laughs> I am. Like, they did this so well because yeah. we love seeing Chidi and Simone have this moment. Yes. Even though we also love seeing Eleanor put her hand on Chidi's arm and feel that closeness. Mm-hmm. Not many comedies could have you really invested in a love triangle in yeah. this type of way where, especially when you're like us and you're kind of pessimistic about mm-hmm. shipping and all that and you don't really get that into it. They have me feeling things for both of these people in the same episode, and it's interesting. I think it's done very, very well. I can get on board the ship train when I... For Chimone? Would it be Chimone or would it be Seedy? Chimone, for sure. I think so. I like Mm -hmm. Chimone a lot. I like Chimone. Chimone and Pumbaa. (laughs) Sorry, Reginald, what were you saying? That I can't come to class tomorrow because my grandma died? (laughs) Really down in the vibe, Reginald. (laughs) Then Chidi's stapling a poster for his new experiment, his new endeavor to a board, and we see Michael in the distance watching. After Chidi leaves, Michael has this, like, pep in his step and, like, kind of bounces a little and says, bingo. Three weeks later. I don't think that was in mine. It had to have been because you mentioned we had the trivia question about the stuff on the board next. It had to Yeah, maybe I just didn't notice Michael. It zooms in on him. Mine, it cuts right from the, I think, I don't know. I could be wrong. I have a feeling that that would be there. Well, because I'm always suspicious That's because true. we haven't found anything that has been cut out the last... We haven't, like, mentioned anything of note that might That's have been true. cut out the last couple of weeks. Yeah? That's true. I wonder if as the show went on, that happened less? Or Maybe. if that's what you're saying, if that's just because you haven't clocked it. I don't know. Mm-hmm. So then we cut to three weeks later. Muscle can clock. Eleanor is meeting Muscle the new clock. member of their little group, which is Tahani. We cut to three weeks later, and Tahani's here. Eleanor and Tahani have a nice moment where they bond right away. Hello, Eleanor. Delighted to meet you. Al Jamil. Oh, you're Camilla's sister. 
I am, yes. If you want an autograph or something, I could probably arrange it. Eh, I was never really that into her. No offense. Oh, <laughs> I assure you, there is none taken. Dahani instantly is like, I like this girl. <laughs> yeah. Because, sure, of course, she knows who I am because of my sister, but isn't like a fawning fangirl yeah. that's just going like to ask everyone else about her. Like everybody else. It's kind of sweet. Mm -hmm. Eleanor, even though they don't give us enough, Usually through Eleanor, they give us these really cute moments of connection between the group as they do come back together. Mm -hmm. Eleanor asks how Tahani came to join their team and Tahani begins her story. I do think Tahani's story and how it is filmed and how it develops, it works really well in this episode, mm -hmm. her little sequence. Tahani, as we've seen before, she's narrowly saved from the falling statue. We see Michael do it, push her out of the way, but the crowd is so high on Camilla that they want to <laughs> give her more flowers and they all assume it's Camilla Tahani's even like, I I'm pretty sure it was a man. They're like, oh, Camilla. Yeah, Camilla. It's a little poetic that, uh, I don't know. But that's the inciting incident that uh, makes Tahani mm -hmm. realize she it's needs Tahani's to change. Tahani's canon event. She needs to dwell on different things. She almost died, and she needs to change her life. So she starts, as we talked before, by donating all of her possessions and clothes and jewels to Goodwill, which ends up being Prince William. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> and Megan Middleton no. and 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 Catherine Don't you McGee? ever disrespect the sister of Pippa Middleton like that again. Pippa Longstocking? That's the one. That's the one. I like when she's telling her story and you see as her closet empties and she tells the thing about Prince William. It cuts to Eleanor hearing the story and she goes, sure. After she explains <laughs> the goodwill thing, sure. She deleted all of her celebrity contacts. She takes a comfort plus flight from her home to Tibet, which is a Buddhist monastery that she's going to go spend a lot of her time at and really change her ways. Because she's the line there before she goes on the flight when she says, I'm a woman of the people now. <laughs> Comfort plus. Comfort plus. How did you feel about that as being someone who flies a lot? Do you go for the comfort plus when you can every time? Or So the last time I flew, I did spring for the economy plus. Nice. A little more leg room? the extra leg room. Yeah. Further nice. forward seat. Nice. Yeah, I like that. But I'm bougie anyway. I only fly United for the most part, which is a pretty decent airline. I think it's one of the nicer ones. Which we are not brought to you by, but... Hey, we could that be. That same I'll take it. coupon code earlier will get you 25 cents off per mile yeah. any Spirit per Halloween mile. Airlines Ooh. flight. Spirit Halloween exclusively. Yeah. And it will get you an extra handshake aboard the Pikachu plane. If well, you it's can, so much like... cheaper because the, the, the airplanes also double as, as storage for their Halloween stuff <laughs> on off seasons. <laughs> so there's all of the like sensor activated little ghosts and goblins. There's only like seven seats on each flight. Cause it's taken up by like fake skeletons and <laughs> zombies and shit. Just fog machines. So you can't breathe. Just they so gotta fly fog. the one 14 year old that manages the spirit really, Halloween really to all dangerous. the different locations. Yeah. <laughs> He's also the pilot. Tahani shows up to the monastery and she enters and she begins working on herself. I really like the montage of her doing do all too. Of the things that she does here. She's learning to appreciate simplicity. She learns meditation. She learns to work and to give back to Mother Earth, which I think is a nice touch that really shows the writers are. Thinking a little more deep into what these beliefs Tahani goes to learn are and not just, oh, she goes and meditates at a place. Like giving back to Mother Earth is an important thing and for them to mention it on the show is cool. 
From my understanding, they did a pretty accurate representation. It's apparently a thing in like Thai culture and some other Buddhist cultures where when you're like a teenage boy or something, like you would go and spend time in a temple, just like basically you become a monk for... Yeah, and so you would go and you do the same things every day. You live very humbly. You go into town to not beg for food, but like that's where you get your food from as people donate mm-hmm. it to the temple. It's very interesting. That's but it's interesting. supposed to be a very like spiritually aligning experience and very humbling experience too because you live, you clean, you garden, you sleep, and you meditate, and that's about it. But it's it's a very interesting concept. I think it'd be an interesting exercise that I think I would at least I think so too. Doing. I think it, I mm-hmm. would love to do some type of I'm not even like religious spiritual mm-hmm. person, but I do think I would find a lot of solace in the yeah. just like unplugging from everything for a while in mm-hmm. some way. But of course, cranking out the weekly podcast. We can't well, stop gotta. the weekly podcast. I'd say stop all of you elder monks. <laughs> got to watch the good place and take <laughs> intense notes. <laughs> So Tahani is settling into this, but as soon as she does, her old life comes crashing to mm-hmm. her. She has a line in her voiceover where she says, the space where a door would have been had we been given any privacy <laughs> came swinging open because she's accosted by this guy, Colby, Colby, Col- Col- Colby, Colby from Squalor News. Mm-hmm. What are you doing in this monastery? Oh, we're doing a new show about poverty, drug lords, gun running, weird-ass restaurants, skateboarding, and oh, and also genocide. It's called Society is Effed. What are you doing here, though? Is this where you came after your sister saved your life? <sighs> Society is effed. <laughs> mm-hmm. How do you feel about Vice News? I think they do cool stuff. I don't know enough to have a strong stance to people not like them. There's a really funny Documentary Now episode that they spoof. Kind of skewering them. Yeah, it's really funny. It's like, we went, (laughs) me and my camera guy Todd are going into the heart of the Mexican cartel. It's It's really funny. This guy asks Tahani how she ended up here, and she talks about how she's trying to shed her desire for attention. And Colby is like, yeah, yeah, cool. How about we do a monster story on your monk (laughs) junk, is how he says it. The voiceover then, it's a really funny reveal. She's like, and I would never take the profile because of principle. I took it because (laughs) of principle. And then we cut to her as a successful author on her book tour for her new memoir, Get Out of the Spotlight, as she's in the spotlight. (laughs) Afterwards, her assistant, who we meet for a moment, says that she's selling 2 million copies this week. Her 582 questions that we saw last week won a BAFTA, (laughs) which is just ridiculous. And she's the new Oprah. I I thought Oprah was done. They want you for Oprah. They want you to be Oprah. (laughs) That was really funny. This is where she has her encounter with Michael, who who shows up as one Gordon Indigo. <laughs> Who's probably my favorite. I don't know. It's tough. I like the two Michael personas better in this, in this one. one than the part one. Because the first one, you're really trying to take them seriously because of the yeah. people that he's trying to Yeah, change, he's just Cheers in the here. first one. The Zach Pizzazz one is was so his name. Was he the main character on Cheers? Taylor, Robert uh, J. Sam Cheer. Malone. Sam Malone. Sam Cheers. <laughs> That's why the bar was called Cheers. Ah, Sam Cheers. I like the encounter with Gordon Indigo because he shows up as this spiritual-looking guy who has ideas for Tahani, but really he's playing this con man that believes Tahani is working an angle and kind of scalping all these people, mm-hmm. and he comes with ideas to help her monetize that are all just disgusting. Which shows that how well Michael knows each person. 
Eleanor is going to relate the most to a bartender. Chidi's going to listen to a librarian. Tahani's going to listen to somebody who's a fraud and sees her as one. Well, Tahani, and... hers is always about having higher moral ground than other people. Mm -hmm. So as soon as someone questions her and treats her as other than, she's like, well, no, now I have to be better. Because even yeah. in a moment when she takes the call and she goes to Australia, it is kind of in a against the man kind of way. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. That she's... Well, but here's what I'll say I like about that a uh -huh. lot. And I think shows really a good moment from Tahani that she has grown in this reality. Before Chidi can really even say that much about it, try and convince her, she said, will this help people? He said, mm -hmm. well, that's the goal. That's and true. Like, if it'll help people, I'll do it. That's true. But she does do it in still a really flighty, like, doesn't matter, I'm in if you say so. Sure. But I see what you're saying. I, I, I see mm -hmm. There's good people on both sides. <laughs> There's excellent people on both sides. Stand down. Stand by. <laughs> <laughs> and when you're buying your next purchase on Donald Trump Gizmos.com, type in promo code Zach and Steven endorse 44. Was he number 44? 40. Yeah. Five. 44. Is no, Obama. I think Biden's 45. I don't know. Zach and Steven endorse whichever. Zach and Steven endorse 44 or whichever one President John, Donald Luke Combs Trump was. <laughs> Dot com. In a small town. We learn a few things me. about Gordon Indigo. He sold Nirvana orbs, which are just driving range golf balls. He painted silver. <laughs> I'd buy one. And then Here Tahani now. <laughs> gets offended by this because <laughs> he's calling her inauthentic. And as soon as she says that, I am not inauthentic, her assistant comes up and says, I've signed all your headshots, Tahani. <laughs> which I thought was really funny. It was good. And Michael helps Tahani learn in this moment that she really does want to help people. She doesn't want to just have the vibe that she's the type of person that helps people. She wants to help people. And Indigo says, Suit yourself. Look, if you change your mind, I'm online. Just, just Google crystals that prevent erectile dysfunction. <sighs> <laughs> So good. Just after that, Tahani's assistant answers a call and blows them off. Says, well, Tahani's busy, but if you want, go on her get out of the spotlight cruise with Deepak Chopra and Will I Am." But Tahani hears what they're talking about and takes the call and meets Chidi over the phone, who has a brief chance to say, oh, I didn't expect to hear from you. I'm doing this thing. I had a near-death experience. So I know you did. And I have this idea about ethical decision-making. And you're right. Tahani is like, stop right there. Will it help people? I only care if it helps people. And Chidi assures that it will. And immediately Tahani commits and says she'll be there in the mm -hmm. morning, which she does. Yeah. And I think it I works. Respect it. it could be a stretch to get some of these people to Australia. And I think all of them work pretty well for the character. Pretty well thought yeah. out. Yeah. Here we are talking good about this episode we weren't so sure about the whole time. We both said we liked it. It just yeah. – there wasn't anything earth-shattering. I, I don't think that they do – anything necessarily wrong they just have a lot of story to fit in before and they have a lot of hype to build up from mm -hmm. like we just love this show so much that we want something that changes our world yeah. and instead they just put out another excellent episode of the show but it's just i don't know i want urgency i want it to be really urgent back in chidi's office now with tahani there tahani asked chidi how how he knew about her and chidi mentions that a professor he had never heard of named charles brainman sent him an article about tahani and her near-death experience eleanor offers her motel pullout sofa as a place for tahani to crash but then sees her and realizes that that's a bad idea and tahani's like yes i think that's a good idea was that in yours yes 
Okay. Now we get Janet and Michael. They're sitting at the ticker tape, kind of excited about the progress they've made. And Michael says, three down, one to go, which brings us to one Jason Mendoza that we see for the first real time this season, other than the moment we've seen like him get saved and a couple other little moments that we saw yeah. last week. Jason's tossing rocks over a bridge in Jacksonville, and Michael shows up as Zach Pizzazz. I like how Jason says something like, oh, I'm sorry, are these your rocks? <laughs> Michael, as Zach Pizzazz, is an international talent scout, and he thinks that Jason should start a new dance crew in Australia. He offers to pay for everything. But this is a different Jason Mendoza since we've last seen him. He's shot down, he's given up on dancing, and he says no. He doesn't want to go to Australia. And Michael's like, well, you heard what my name was, right? Zach. <laughs> but Jason had a really tough year, and Michael does what he needs, which is offer a person that can listen to a story. And he begins with, as you said, well, mm. my year started about a year ago. <laughs> Cut to Jason, who can't breathe, trapped in the safe. He's like, Pillboy, I can't breathe. I'm almost I'm out of whippets. As Pillboy outside starts practicing his accent for the plumbers that they're about to be, Jason is let out of the safe. And he's still so stupid. I like how he has the same path kind of as everyone else, but it's still just so stupid. It's so Accidental, Jason. There are yeah. a couple of really funny moments in his thing. Because he, he says at first, the snorkel must have been broken. <laughs> and Pillboy, I like Pillboy in this sequence. Love and he's Pillboy. like, oh yeah, damn, that sucks. This sucks. So you're ready so to get on back, get back in? in? <laughs> <laughs> but Jason has realized that he just almost died trying to rob a Mexican restaurant. So he has to change his life. I like this reveal that he looks over and he sees a poster. We see the get a second chance community mm -hmm. college poster. He's like, exactly. He's distracted by the poster next to it, which is for a dance competition. Cut to Michael as Zach Pizzazz hearing a story. So you didn't see any other posters Anything else there? on there? Or? Nope. <laughs> Cut to a little bit later, Jason is in front of a large dance crew. I almost died yesterday, but we've been given a second chance. Three months from today, on this very stage in the Carmen Electra Auditorium, right here at the Smith & Wesson Performing Arts Center and ATV Repair Shop, we are going to win this dance competition. How, you ask? By working! We are going to eat, breathe, and vape dance. I want you thinking about dance 24-7. That means every day you think 20 thoughts about dance for seven minutes. So funny. Very Florida. This is kind of about the end where it goes into just being a sequence that's trying yeah. to get to the point that it needs to get to. But I like this thing. If you can't give it your all, walk out right now. And we see Donkey Doug, I think, Donkey for the Doug. first time. Donkey Doug, I think so. It's just a little moment. And knowing mm -hmm. the reveal about Donkey Doug yeah. in a few episodes makes it even funnier. Mm -hmm. But we've heard the name. We see him here. He's out. He can't think about dance 20 thoughts for seven minutes Come on. every day. He walks out. He goes, pew, pew, Donkey Doug out. And he leaves. <laughs> and everyone in the crew is kind of bummed that Donkey Doug is out. One of the people in the crew steps up and says, now that those guys are no longer part of our crew, we can legally we can rob their legally house. legally rob their house. That's how it works. But this has truly a changed Jason Mendoza. No more crime. If you don't like that, you can walk out right now. And a much more significant <laughs> group of people walk out for the no crime stuff. But they've still got like 35, so they're good to keep going. <laughs> Several months later, 
an announcer walks onto a stage and first he's like, well, tell me again. You knew all the things about what the car was. I just knew the license. Well, the owner of a 1998 Toyota Tercel with twin pythons Tercel. on the doors. That can't be real. The Toyota Tercel is real. Not a great car. It's a very funny joke. Very Florida. Yeah. And the license plate that says, got MILF, please see us because your car exploded. <laughs> your car exploded. And he definitely says it as if this is the type of announcement he's had to make before. The announcer brings out Dance Dance Resolution and they do their thing with Jason front and center. As a dancer, what do you think? Don't you think it's I pretty did a good okay? job. There yeah. were enough shots of Manny Jacinto actually dancing. Yeah. That made me believe that he learned a pretty intense bit just for this bit. Yeah, it was very impressive. I thought the dance scene was like much better than it had to be. Do you think that the dancing not sucking makes the rest of this not track? I mean, obviously, them being disqualified for having 40 people makes sense. But like the other ones. Losing time and time again when they were in perfect step with one another. Yeah, I thought they were really good. Yeah. Honestly. And good job of them making you think that they were going to win. Yeah, it, they have them in another group on stage, and they're like, we just had the first perfect score in the history of this mm-hmm. competition. But before that, Dance Dance Resolution, you are disqualified. <laughs> what? No! Why? Because you have 40 people on stage. The limit is eight. Also, one of your members tried to carjack me on my way in here. No, that was Donkey Doug, and he's not a part of our crew anymore. We win! We win! We win! We win! We win! No, again, you were disqualified. (laughs) As if that's the one thing holding them back. But no, they were disqualified. And then they lose again. And they lose again. Again. And then they're disqualified again because of violence. And some of them have bandages on and stuff. Mm -hmm. So that means the group is out of rent money. And Jason says, okay, guys, I know what I said earlier about crime. But now crime is definitely back on the table. (laughs) Cut to, this is what I was saying earlier, what we saw of Jason last week. We cut to him Mm -hmm. confessing his crimes to Officer K. From, from last week. I thought this was a clever way of bringing us back to the moment that we've seen already, reminding us of that moment, but not making us sit through too much of it, or mm-hmm. really any of it that we had seen already. There was another little bit about how all cops are bastards, and she takes them away. Every single one. We don't get anything about Jason being in jail or arrested. We cut to him and Pillboy at a bar. Pillboy mm-hmm. bailed him out, and they share a drink. Jason has a funny line here when he says, I knew I shouldn't have used my one phone call to prank the police department. But I think that's kind of awesome. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Jason, it's been a year since he had his near-death experience and committed to change, but he still feels like a failure. Meanwhile, Pillboy sees Jason. I thought this was cute. There are all the jokes about Vicodin and stuff, but clearly Pillboy is a loser that has a friend like Jason that gets into all this crazy stuff, and it makes him feel good and Jason's Mm -hmm. like his coolest friend and he looks up to him and he thinks that he can go off and do anything but Jason doesn't feel fulfilled and he shouldn't really because he's doing some kind of stupid stuff but it's a a nice moment and I'm just now realizing that all the jokes about Vicodin explain why he's called Pillboy (laughs) Jason still feels like a failure but Pillboy he's been working at this old folks home stealing Vicodin but when he's with Jason he feels like he could be the type of guy one day that could buy his own Vicodin and they won't be laxatives they won't ever be laxatives i don't know the actor's name but the guy who plays pillboy has some really funny deliveries in these lines i think he's so so funny he's very funny but jason feels like if he dies today what did he accomplish i love his delivery of the waffle house i'm just this guy who wheelied on a dirt bike (laughs) across a whole waffle house (laughs) he's ready to have some real accomplishments and pillboy feels that and he, he looks in his friend's eye and puts his hand on his shoulder and says i'm only asking you this because i love you but do you want a Vicodin right now? 
<laughs> Cut to Jason finishing telling Zach Pizzazz his story. So I walked out of that bar, came down to this wharf, threw a rock at a snake, met a guy named Zach Pizzazz, talked to him about my crazy year that I've had, which started when I was locked in a safe. No, that was me. I'm Zach Pizzazz. We're caught up now. Oh, yeah. <laughs> a year ago, Jason would have said yes, absolutely, to, to going to Atlantis and starting a, a dance group. <laughs> but now it kind of sounds crazy. He wants more to life than amateur street dancing competitions. Mm -hmm. Don't we all? And it's always Jason and Michael outside of Michael and Eleanor, where Jason says something really dumb that does get through to Michael a little bit. And mm -hmm. Michael kind of opens up to Jason and relates his real life situation to Jason. He says that he can relate, that his goal in life completely changed. He's like, I was repping this group called the Demons. Oh, what does Jason you the say? guys He's like, that I know about that. died you when all they were died in a shark something. in your hot tub? <laughs> no, that's different demons. Zach left his crew and met new friends that helped him become better, and he thinks that he could help Jason find the same. Kind of like Cheaty, this one's a little culty. Yeah. But Jason's in. That's all he needed. All he needs is people to point him in the right direction. A push in a the push. right direction. <gasps> Jason's in, but he needs to poop first. He says, does it have to be right now? I took a pill that I just realized one second ago is a laxative. <laughs> oh, yeah, go, go, go. That's so funny. So Michael returns from Earth for the last time. I love seeing the doorman again for a second. This is a great moment. He brought mm. the doorman something as a thank you, a tumbler that when he turns around has a frog sticker. And the doorman's excitement at the frog sticker and how seen so he cute. feels by Michael, it is so cute. So to thank you for your help, I brought you back something from Earth little token of my appreciation. It keeps your antimatter warmer for longer. It's a frog. Yeah. There's a frog on it. Yeah. <laughs> right there, it's a frog. Oh man, it's green, it's classic. Oh, this guy's a jumper, you can tell. Thank you. You're welcome. Wow, that really went over big. So freaking cute. But it's still, like I mentioned last week, going back to Better Call Saul, it's a little icky because mm -hmm. this is a sweet guy who just likes frogs that Michael, I don't know, he could get him in some real serious trouble for letting Michael go to Earth so many times. Yeah. I don't remember exactly what happens. But it can't end well for the doorman that he keeps approving Michael to go. But Michael's really proud in this moment of how this goes. And he enters his room with Janet. And Janet's like, oh, you saw Jason. Is he still cute? Oh, he's about the same, I think. Yeah, sounds cute. Sounds cute. Then suddenly the judge barges in and the two of them have to cover their tracks. I don't know. I don't really think they would get caught. They're both in the room. Yeah. I don't know what it says, like how in-depth their little ticker tape is that they've got there. Well, if she reads the ticker tape, it'll say that they met Zach Pizzazz, Zach Pizzazz. and met stuff like that. And I think mm -hmm. she'd figure it out. The judge barges in. And she's, Janet's like, oh, the plan is going great. Nothing is going differently from the plan. Michael's like, that's a weird way to <laughs> say <a> that. <laughs> the judge just binged 300 NCIS episodes and needed to go for a stretch. But <laughs> even though she's not human, Mark Harmon can get it. I have no idea who Mark Harmon is. Come on. I'm going to look him up. He's the white-haired guy that's not Ted Danson that's on those shows. Oh, really? He's hot? Yeah. You think? No, not at all. I mean... Kind of back in the day. Yeah, but not now. No, not really. Meh. But yeah. the judge is into it. Mark Harmon can get it. 
She, and then she's like, speaking of cuties, how's that cheaty doing? And she goes for the ticker tape and Michael hides it while Janet s- distracts her and says, oh, well, if you're really into that, you should try, what did I say? Stealing home. Saving home. Stealing Steal- home. Stealing home. Home on Everyone the range. says Mark Harmon's really hot in that. And the judge wants them to hang out. She wants to make some nachos, but they turn her down. They're trying to get her out of the room. Janet says, I'm incapable of eating. And then she's like, okay, then I guess it's just me. And Mark, and I like Michael, like, <laughs> nervously going, Haha, naughty, naughty. I thought it was pretty funny. And she leaves, which was close. They few. They take a deep breath. They didn't get caught. They feel like they've made it, though. That was close, mm-hmm. but they didn't get caught. And Jason has made it to Australia. They can't believe it. It all worked out. They got away with it. Cut to them not getting away with it. Simone introduces the group to the MRI machine. And Jason starts poking at it. She's like, don't touch that. <laughs> And how does the Santa Claus thing come up? Oh, claustrophobic. She says claustrophobic. Who would be afraid of Santa Claus? Oh, the Jewish. I don't think that's a great joke. Even if it is just as simple. Uh, no, why is that? Who would be afraid of Santa Claus? You could have made something else. The SpongeBob claustrophobic joke is better. Best one that exists. Yeah, I agree. Ho, ho, ho. Stop it, Patrick. You're scaring him. That episode ho, also ho, strangely ho. anti-Semitic. Yeah. But when he says that about the Jewish thing, no, nah, I just mentioned it. You from yeah. Florida? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Tahani has practiced in tight spaces because she has been in Nicole Kidman's anti-aging chamber. Mm-hmm. This is around the moment of the episode where the credits start rolling. Yeah. And this is around the moment when I start thinking, I know what the reveal is about to be. I know what's about to happen. Mm-hmm. That's it. That's it. You know what I mean? It's at this moment. Yeah. Whereas in future, in previous episodes, the credits start rolling. And you're like, it's the end already? What's going to happen mm-hmm. in 20 seconds? And then in the last 20 seconds, something crazy happens. Something happens. This one, it starts rolling. And I'm like, where are we going? There should be some big scare. And instead, it's just like yeah. a little hint, a part one reveal. So the credits start rolling. Eleanor is reminded by her tanning booth that she lost her virginity in via the MRI machine, so she's fine. And Simone says, wow, I cannot wait to get a look at these three brains, which I thought was also very funny. Great mm-hmm. Simone episode and the little we get of her. Yeah. Love Simone, excited to see more Simone. And then Chidi brings up, and this is kind of wedged in at the end. It's like, oh, but there's one more person coming, another member of the group, this really interesting guy. He almost got hit by a train. He's coming in. He's going to join us cut to michael he's confused by this he's reading the tape and he's like oh no no no! they're all together mm-hmm. what could this be and then he starts reading and says oh no janet says what's going on something bad janet something very dark and evil mm-hmm. and then cut back to the room and the last member of the group arrives and it's trevor Vegas holding hands with trevor end of the episode the it is so great to me the thing i like about this is the look of uh, adam scott's face he's got a really silly dumb douchey dopey look on his face the smile hey guys yeah but that's the end of the episode and i do think this part like we talked through it i probably like it a little bit better when i really say out loud all of the little things that it does that i enjoy mm-hmm. but when those credits start rolling it feels like this last hour should have set up something bigger than where we're at right now yeah. I don't feel a lot going on cosmically, even though, yeah, of course, now we know Sean has eyes on what's going on. He's going to make his way back there. Why are we not seeing some like big intimidating moment? Or why are we not seeing Michael maybe catch on more directly to Sean or like them having a moment or maybe even something weird making the humans start to realize they have a weirder connection to one another? I, yeah. I don't know exactly what I needed, but I feel like the episode leaves me a little hungry for more which is good and bad what do you think i agree i'm gonna 
restate what I was saying at the beginning because I still feel this way. This is a very it's a bridge episode. I like mm-hmm. what it does. It's a nice bridge. I like the how it gets me from last week to next week. Yeah. But there was no major milestone along the way that got me super excited. And it's the season premiere. It's the season and premiere. And it's a bridge episode. It feels like a yeah. from a show that nails two part season premieres pretty well. well. There you go. This might be the most we've ever been like and that says a lot about this show because I'm still like this, this still episode a was good funny, episode. Yeah. a lot of great character moments. I'm just a little confused about where we're going, and it's been so long since I've watched season three that I don't exactly remember where we're going. I don't remember how long we're stuck here. So next week when we talk about the Brainy Bunch, the, the third chapter of season mm-hmm. three, we'll find out. We'll see where they're going next with this and how far the next episode takes us. Episode three or chapter three of season two was Dance Dance Resolution, which was a great episode. Hey, so we'll see we what go. next week's does. Before we do, we've got one last piece of business. We've got to assign points, both good and bad, to characters, specifically from part two of Everything is Bonzer. I think I know who I want to give my good place points to, but I'm unsure on my bad place, so I'm curious what you think. So normally, Zach, we have slightly different processes for this. I always write down my good place, bad place when I finish the show Mm -hmm. and i have my good place i didn't have my bad place and Mm. i'm kind of leaning one of two ways i know mine why don't you go first then you go for it before i talk through it i like him the delivery is great but i'm gonna give it to Pillboy. Mm. he wants jason to get back in the thing even after he clearly was like about to suffocate to death Mm -hmm. and he wants jason to kind of let some of his aspirations go so he can stay and keep doing crimes and taking drugs with him in jacksonville And I don't think that's a very good friend, even if the love comes from a really true place. I think I'm going to give it to Pillboy. Well, I could never hate on Pillboy, so I'm going to give mine to Michael this week. That's what I did last week. I get it. Yeah, I think Michael is going too much. There's no reason that he needed to be there. Every step of the way. Chidi put up the poster. Eleanor's already there. Why is he in Australia doing stuff? Like, he doesn't need to be doing as much as he is. He's doing it at that point just because he wants to watch and see everything work out for him. So and for me, like we Michael learned at the week. end of last week slash beginning of this week, that's the downfall of this whole thing. That's mm-hmm. what gave Sean and the demons their in to follow their progress. And he almost Trevor. got caught by the judge because he was standing up like he had just walked in when she walked in the room. Yeah. Like, what if she had come in and been like something awkward is there. going on? Let me read that stuff. Or what if he wasn't back yet? Yeah, and it was just Janet. That's a good point. He's really playing with the lives of multiple people here. Well, for my good place this week, I think it's going to be Tahani. Look, Mm -hmm. she's not perfect, but I think even if she does need a push, this whole time is way more than Jason is in this episode, and there's not enough of anybody else to really give it to one of them. Tahani knows she needs to make a change and then gets kind of lost along the way with like getting back into the spotlight, but I don't Mm -hmm. think she really stumbles along her path of doing better. I don't think writing a book about her journey and being successful is a bad thing. She just needed a push to ground herself a little more, which she does and which she accepts and which she takes the journey to Australia for no reason. She takes the phone call. I think all over this episode, Tahani's making way better decisions than we've seen her make in the past. I 100% agree. I think Tahani immediately decides to change her life. And whereas the others, because of a hardship or something, they were like, okay, I'm giving up because it's hard. Tahani's was more somebody came to her and said, hey, we want to do this story on you. You, right and she was like okay and then she wrote a book and the book got popular 
people wanted to read the book. I think if something you make makes people happy, it doesn't inherently make you a bad person. I agree. And I think she also didn't have enough time to get far enough into the fame that she went back to how she was before. And the first time someone pointed out to her, hey, you really got these people fooled. Then she's like, oh, shit. Okay, I need to go. Yeah. So I think Tahani, for me, runs away this week with the good place. I agree. Well, there you go. You had Michael and Tahani. I had Pillboy and Tahani. What a combo. And that's where we're going to leave it until we join you next week to talk about episode chapter whatever, the third edition chapter of season 29. three of The Good Place, chapter 29, which is called The Brainy Bunch. I'm excited. Mm-hmm. That's an episode title that sticks in my head, but I don't exactly yeah. remember what happens, so I'm excited to watch it. What about you? Do you remember anything? A little bit. I don't remember this stretch of episodes as super fondly as others. But I don't think that means they're not good. I think that just means that I need to watch them again. And that's what we're here to do. But something mm-hmm. that I'll never forget is all of the lovely people who support us over at patreon.com slash podcast. Before we started recording today, I pulled up on my podcasting app where I have the link to our Patreon mm-hmm. podcast. If you guys don't know that, if you sign up for us on Patreon, you get all of our Patreon podcasts and they'll give you a little link that you can just copy paste into like your Apple podcast or your Google podcast or whatever. Mm-hmm. And all of our episodes will be right there and you can get it like you get any other podcast. Pretty neat. And we were looking at that today and it said that we have like 292 Patreon podcasts, which That's is just crazy. Ridiculous. That's so much stuff. It's ridiculous. So for five or ten dollars, so much stuff for five or ten dollars. You can listen to all the episodes of Brokeback Bebop before they air. You can listen to our that seventies show rewatch podcast exclusively on Patreon. As of right now, there are no plans to make that a free podcast in the future. And there's mm-hmm. going to be so many episodes, and that gets so silly. So check us yeah. out. Throw us a little support, patreon.com slash podcast. And if you like us and you want to listen to us a little bit more every week for free, the second season of Brokeback Bebop, our Cowboy Bebop rewatch podcast, is dropping every Thursday. That's a Cowboy really Bebop. fun podcast. Steven's got a great Cowboy Bebop shirt on right now. I think you should check it out whether you're a Cowboy Bebop fan or not. It's a great it's way great to show. get started yeah. because I was not a fan going into it, and I certainly mm-hmm. left it as one. Yeah, absolutely. Steven, while we've got the people, where else – can they find us along their journey to be a better person? Well, you know, if you're sick of throwing rocks in the water or you just want to find some new rocks to throw, come throw rocks at us over on X and Instagram over at... I wanted to do like the DX from wrestling. Like Oh, I was thinking thing. more Family Feud. <laughs> that every time someone brings up what they changed Twitter to, uh, comes up. <laughs> I like it. <laughs> that's it's really good over at time knife pod mm-hmm. i almost said the like old old shit like the show that we used to do a long time ago oh, oh the, the headphones are half they're dying i better speed did, things up from the internet yeah i better speed things up uh go, go, go follow us over there on x and instagram over at uh, into the time knife pod mm, yeah. over at time knife pod.com yeah. forever i'll clip it we're also on youtube Go follow us, watch the video, see all the zany stuff that we do. Uh, have a visual aid for my Sprite. Be a weekly commercial. judge of if doing intermittent fasting is a stupid idea for us or not. Yeah. You guys look the same or worse. Looking skinny spelt. face, skinny face, skinny face. <laughs> Come on, girls, skinny faces. Well, did you say all the things? Is that all the things? Do we it's say all enough? the things. Yeah. Well, from inside God's flat earth, Stephen, why don't you get us on out of here? <laughs> from 
Inside the time knife. The woke mind time knife. Yeah. From Alphabet Mafia headquarters. (laughs) Black Lives Matter. (laughs) Love is love. In this house, we believe love is love. No human is illegal. Have you seen those signs or is that just around here? A bunch of white families put a sign up. We believe all love is love. No human is illegal. Science is real. I'm like, cool, woke Karen. (laughs) I'm going to put it on a sign. I'm Zach Pizzazz. I'm Steven. And we'll see you next week. Thank you so much for joining us. Have a lovely week. Goodbye. Kisses for all. Do you come from a land down under? A women go and men wonder. Can't you hear, can't you hear the thunder? You better run, you better take cover.